All right, welcome back to a bonus episode of the Blasters and Blades podcast. So, hey, all you crazy sci-fi and fantasy fans, time for your daily dose of shenanigans over here at the Blasters and Blades podcast. Just three nerdy veterans geeking out over our science fiction passions and fantastical fantasies, a place where magic is king, the sky is the limit, and space is the place. So without further ado, let me tell you what we're doing right now. We're getting ready to uh, release some of the archive that we found from when we were the sci-fi shenanigans. Uh, we're going to get those up there for for the posts that were brought down. We thought you might enjoy them. Um, and so without further ado, let us, uh, let us roll that beautiful... Oh, wait, they're going to sue me. Play it. Hey, all you crazy sci-fi fans. Time for your daily dose of insanity. Over here at the Sci-Fi Shenanigans Podcast with your hosts, Jared Handley and me, Chris Winder. Just two nerdy veterans geeking out over our science fiction passions. A place where the sky's the limit, space is the place, and nerds run the world. Without further ado. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Sci-Fi Shenanigans Podcast. We're doing another interview from the authors in the Backblast Area Clear, a military science fiction anthology. Today we have author Scott Moon on deck. Woohoo! Yay, Scott! Hey, all hey, right. Everyone. And so uh, Scott has been writing fantasy and science fiction for over 37 years. We're not reading, writing, or spending time with his awesome family. He enjoys playing the guitar, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, and watching movies. He's a dog guy who knows that cats are for sissies and a fan of the military. He's also a co-host of the popular Keystroke Medium show. He pretends to be a cop for some farm town SWAT team, but we all know his true calling is as a Bond villain who stands in his yard and shakes his fist at those kids meddling in his lawn. So uh, <laughs> is that about right? Did we get anything wrong? That's pretty close. That's close pretty enough. Close. <laughs> close enough for government work, right? Right, right. So I, I know I've seen in the background when you're doing your podcast that guitar, but do you ever actually play it or is that like a prop to get the ladies? Yeah, well, you know, it's a good prop, you know, definitely for sure. I, I, I used to play a lot more um, than I do now. Back in the day when I was younger, I played, I practiced like 12 hours a day. So I nice. kind of do things. I do things kind of to extremes, and that's kind of what I do with writing now, which doesn't leave a lot of time for the music. There's enough uh, people that enjoy music and the keystroke mediums that you could like start your own band. You got Drew Avera does guitar too for some oh, yeah. metal band. So like you guys could start pairing up and and make a make a, a road show. Drew and I talked about that a bunch. He wants to do figure out some way we can kind of jam online. We haven't quite figured out the technique, and I'm always stressed because I'm like I haven't practiced for a while. I better better crack it open if we're going to go live. You know Wipe I mean? the dust off. Yeah, I totally feel yeah. you. So, yeah. all right. And so the second part, dear listener of our introduction, is I tell you how I found Scott. So I actually first met Thro Scott through the Keystroke Medium Facebook page, uh, and I was watching him on his YouTube channel of the same name. I remember thinking that he was super friendly and had a lot of neat stuff to say. And since that fateful meeting, we stayed in touch, by which I mean I stalked him, even followed him to Vegas. Um, and when he mumbles about black helicopters following him around, he's not technically insane. That's just me. So <laughs> I knew I knew I knew I wasn't losing my mind. That was that was a real real shadow <laughs> yeah, that just yeah. passed by. That's right, that's right. <laughs> code ten, code ten. All right. I, I, I told him to go away for a little bit. They wouldn't want to interrupt right. the show. <laughs> all right so um what was your let's get to this uh anthology since we promised the uh, listeners uh we wouldn't dilly dally so what was your story in this anthology called 
Okay, uh, my story um, for the Backblast anthology is Ash Rowland, and it's just kind of an interesting Ash. Um, I have a, a series of books called uh, Chronicles of Ken Rowland, and Ash Rowland is his little half brother, basically. Um, so this is something that it's a character I know pretty well, and that I already I already had a lot of background and world building work done with him. So the story was pretty easy. So, um, like I said, we promised a quick episode. So could you give them a synopsis of the short story without making them not have to read it? So like yeah, your elevator sure. pitch? Yeah. So basically, um, Ash Roland is, uh, he always looks up to his little brother, who's this infamous character, and he's gone off and become kind of a mercenary pirate guy who fin- finagled his way into being like a governor of this planet, although he's really young. And he's taken up with this uh, shape-shifting uh, woman who has had some, uh, how do you say it? Um, she used to be kind of Ken Rowland's arch rival's girlfriend. Long story. But so he's off on this planet, just kind of hanging out and, and, and living the life. And they come in contact with a dangerous alien race and some, some artifacts. They got to get back um, to a certain place to kind of save the, uh, save the galaxy, save humanity, that sort of thing. All right. Pretty straightforward. Uh, and so you answered the next question that this uh, at least ties into your uh, Ken Rowland universe. Um, mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll move on. Um, what was the inspiration? Go ahead. I say that the thing about the thing about that, uh, is I wrote, I wrote it and it was actually quite a bit longer, part of a much longer section. It was supposed to be part of the third book, but I got about 26,000 words into it. And I was writing the the other storylines in uh, the weapons of earth book. And I realized it just didn't fit. So I had to kind of put it aside and I, but I really liked it. It was too many, it already had too many character lines. And so I kind of kept it as its own thing. Um, and when I saw this chance to write for the anthology, I, I went back and reread it, and then I, I uh, um, kind of had to start over with it. But, but you know, it was it was for it was going to be a part of another book, and I don't know that that that's kind of where where I got it from. Okay, so um, what was the inspiration for this uh, particular story? Um, most of my inspiration usually comes with like a real visual scene and, and characters. So I always start out with uh, a story premise or something of that nature. Um, but usually I'll have like a character I really like, you know, and they're just kind of like, you almost feel like you're talking to them, like, like, you know, them, and then a really vivid scene. And so the first scene in this, in this story starts out on this planet, um, on this yacht with, uh, Ash Roland and kind of his, his second in command or his kind of his henchman in, uh, Tabitha, the, the shapeshifter. So going from that scene, I was like, well, what would they do? What would their problems be? How, what, what would, what would cause this to be an interesting story? And, and I quickly came up with a bunch of things that could go wrong. And that's, that's the inspiration came from that character, Ash and, um, and that setting, which is real visual to me. Okay. So in case anyone hasn't read your larger universe, the Ken Rowland series, could you give uh, us a reader's digest of that as well? Oh yeah. So the Chronicles of Ken Rowland basically involves Ken Rowland is this infamous, um, shock trooper type character who was given the mission to, um, you know, you all heard the trope is like, we got to take off and nuke it from orbit. It's the only way to be sure. Well, they, they had this dangerous, deadliest, murderous race of aliens. It's kind of like a cross between um, Aliens, the movie, and Predator and a few other things. And so they had, they had this big campaign on this planet. And he was supposed to be the last man on the planet that was going to like initiate the final sequence that was going to like turn the whole planet into rubble. Well, he, he didn't do that, and there's reasons why. But he, so he nuked the planet, wiped them all out, pretty much. But not the, the short story that is is that he finds himself um, 
hunted by Earthfleet, his people, and then also hunted by the Reapers who think he tried to kill all of them. And then he's hiding on this lost planet and they come to get him and a bunch of uh, hilarity and shenanigans ensue and it goes horribly wrong. So that's okay. that's that story. And then Asheron is just his little brother who was too young to be in that war at the time. Okay, so given that this story is military science fiction, is the rest of the universe where this story resides uh, part of uh, military SF as well? Yeah, it's it's a very much a, a you know it's a military sci-fi story. It's got some elements of kind of a little bit of horror, but mostly it's just straight up action thriller in a science fiction setting. Okay, so this story. Um, you know, because you wrote this military science fiction series and story, what is it about that subgenre that appeals to you? You know, it's just, you know, it's stuff I'd like to, I guess a lot of times, you know, I read books for different reasons, but a lot of times I'm just looking at characters that do all the shit I wish I could do in real life, you know, or say that, say the things I wish I could say and get away with it or, or do the things or have the adventures or, you know, maybe they've got, uh, toys, you know, they got powered armor and blasters and, drop ships and all that stuff's cool. I just, I just think it's fun. Okay. Speaking of fun and military science fiction, what uh, military science fiction unit from any franchise would you love to serve under and why? Oh, I'd like to be in the Legionnaires um, from Galaxy's Edge because they're just totally badass. And, you know, they got, uh, they got a heavy tradition. It's kind of them against the world. They're a real tight unit. Um, it's one of those, one of those stories in the Galaxy's Edge where all the characters are like, Closer than brothers, you know, it's literally a band of brothers, and that yeah, that goes back to your earlier question too. I guess a lot of the reason military genres, whether they're fiction or whether they're reading about nonfiction, the reason they're so appealing is because it's that close brotherhood, um, you know, us against the world, surviving against all odds, kind of thing. Just, you know, it's just a, it's appealing. It makes you makes you want to go out and do cool shit. See, I, I agree with you uh, on why I like the military science fiction. Uh, I would not have picked Legionnaires, not because I don't love the universe, but man, those Legionnaires die by the bushel, don't they? Yeah, they they got a pretty harsh life. They they get pretty mangled. I was thinking, man, I I'd want to go in the universe. That it's cool, but I'd I'd need like some sort of guarantee I'm not going to die, like plot armor meets like yeah. know, Terminator or something. Because wow, well, as long as you can be Chun or, or one of those guys. Right, that's where that's where the plot armor comes in. Otherwise, I would have to pick a universe where you know it's sort of safer. I don't know. No, Stargate, everyone comes home. Right, right. Stargate, right. most people come home. Yeah, I like. And I like. I like for for participation points. I'd like some of the newer Star Treks because um, they got some good, some cool stuff in there. And you know, I like a lot of the Star Wars stuff. People don't like. I like them for different reasons. I like the original Star Wars series the most. I mean, I was. I think. Uh, I was probably 11, 11 years old, maybe 10 when I saw the first Star Wars in the theater. And people nowadays don't understand what that was like because there was nothing like that at all. I mean, it was literally just mind blowing from the very first scene. And I don't don't know if they can ever duplicate that, that the, the departure from what was available in science fiction in a movie setting to what the first Star Wars was, it just can't be replicated because you're never going to make that big of a leap forward in in that type of experience. Absolutely. You know, so everybody wants, wants to be, I don't know. I don't know if I want to be in Star Wars though because you're either a Jedi or you're not, seems like nowadays. Yeah, absolutely. I, I can get behind that. All right. So we promised them a quick interview and you delivered, sir, with your uh, – usual (laughs) succinct answers. So before we uh, let you go, could you tell listeners how they can find you, Scott? 
Yeah, I mean, my favorite, if I could tell people to go to one place to find me, I'd go to the Keystroke Medium um, Facebook page. That's because that's where we're going to have the most interaction. Um, and that's where you can get become part of our group and all of our friends and we can all hang out. So check me out over on, on keystrokemedium.com and the associated Facebook page. Watch the show. We do live shows every week, sometimes two, sometimes more. And we got a live chat room, a lot of fun, meet people, make friends, do epic stuff. It'd be great. Absolutely. And all of his contacts will be in the show notes as well, dear listener. So uh, everything he didn't mention, but has the usual will be there linked. So you can, you can find him and stalk him as you do. Uh, and you can find us at our website, which is www.sfshenanigans.com. Our Twitter at SFS underscore show. And our email is podcast at sfshenanigans.com. And finally, our shenanigans Facebook group, uh, facebook.com backslash groups backslash sfshenanigans. Thank you for spending some of your precious time with us. For Chris Winder, I'm J.R. Hanley, and this was the Sci-Fi Shenanigans Podcast. We'll be back next week at the same time where we'll indulge our love of space and all things that go boom. All right. Thank you for sticking with us through that uh, archived episode that was in the... uh, in the digital memory hole that we found. We thought you'd enjoy it. So thank you for spending some of your precious time with us. For Nick Garber and Doc Seska, I am J.R. Hanley, and this was the archive for the Blasters and Blades podcast. We'll be back at our regular scheduled time where we'll indulge our love of nerd culture, cheesy jokes, and all things that go boom.